Hello, 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 and happy new year. It is your girl, the thick riding chick. Might I add that we just had our thirdest birthday. True enough, I have not been the most consistent bee in the hive with my podcast, but we actually are celebrating our third year on the air. Originally, if you started out with us from the jump, really until like, what, October, we were the thick rider chick podcast, and I then changed the name to the binge bay, but at the end of the day, it's still the thick rider chick podcast, so thank you for rocking with me and rolling with me for three years. Now on to more important matters. Ahem, it's a new year. Hey, hey, hey. Um, furthermore, I saw this movie the day it came out, so, you know, life shit was going on, holidays was going on, and I didn't get you the podcast as quickly as I should have, and that's bullshit, okay? That's my bad, because if you know me, you know, I am a huge Spider-Man fanatic. I just, I just, okay, so late but better late than never because this this movie is actually still a very hot topic and today we are going to discuss the latest installment to tom holland's mm, spider-man chronicles spider-man no way home i must say it is the most hey hey i am a diehard andrew garfield spider-man fan for me i know it is one of the most hated but for me the amazing spider-man 2 has always been my favorite Yes, I said it. Spider-Man movie, but I think this takes the cake. Like, okay. I don't even think an hour or however long I'm going to talk will be enough to just say, I think every kind of supporter of Marvel films or superhero movies was pleased with this film. Even if you didn't like everything about it, even the toughest critics, even the most dedicated comic book nerds gave it an A minus or at least a B plus. Like I have yet to meet anybody or even see online one negative comment. Okay, there might have been some tweaks and suggestions, but I have yet to see anybody flat out say they did not like this movie or it was meh because you cannot it's just they dotted the t's they crossed the i's any holes or confusions for the most part other than why electro looked the way he did i'm sorry that flimsy excuse for me did not fly but whatever other than that all questions were answered all you know all scenarios were thought out what i love about this movie is first (laughs) if you haven't seen it yet yo bad because yeah first of all Tom Holland is great. And I, I've seen both other... Well, did I see both? I know I saw the first one, The Homecoming, for sure, with me, my dad, and my, my sons. I might have not seen the second one because I, I'm I'm not going to fake. I'm not crazy about Tom Holland's Spider-Man. It is what it is. I know people love him because he looks the youngest, but to me, it just was, was okay. Um, I'm a Garfield girl, so... But, um, yeah, I've seen all of them for the most part at the theaters. Were we there for Tom Holland? Fuck no. Nope. Come on now. No. No one was really there for him. We were there because we heard Pray Tell through the grapevine after years and months and months of denial that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, the first and second Spider-Man, was finna be in that bitch. And that's why we were there. Like, 
honestly, up until Garfield came on the screen, I really wasn't sure <laughs> because it was so much denial. And, you know, somebody at my school was like, oh, my boy in California saw it ahead of time at a screening and they weren't in there. Bummer. He said it was, man, I can't believe I believe that shit. But, you know, for a minute, I was like, there's really been no real confirmation, only hearsay. And um, we knew for sure we would get these classic villains. So that nostalgia alone was enough. Let's see how he handles Doc Ock, you know, Green Goblin, who has always been one of my favorite i think he is i i didn't have another villain that was like oh my god yay i, I was here for the spider-mans if that makes sense but villain wise green goblin was always the most maniacal so uh, if nothing else let's come for the nostalgia of the original villains mixed with you know the newer spider-man we wasn't quite sure if the two original were gonna you know the two original spideys were gonna be there but just the chance that they might be that is why everyone came Love you, Tom, but we are here for Toby and we are here for Andrew. And Sony did not disappoint. We got to see our heroes. They look great for their age. They've been staying in shape. It was just so good to see them suit up again. Like, if Toby was your favorite, you know, I was in eighth grade when the original Spider-Man came out in 2002. So, I mean, we grew up, you know, with these figures. Real talk. And just to see a 46-year-old Tobey Maguire come in and swing in and kick ass and, you know, Andrew Garfield. It was, it was really just, you know, just an emotional moment. Like, I, I just could not do anything but cheer. I'm a, Okay, first of all, I'm going to keep it a book. Your girl lost her big cousin. Uh, maybe two days you know before this came out so i wasn't in the best spirits anyway and i needed this you know i needed the mm. and i'm really big on film i i'm very emotionally attached to film if it's executed well so i needed that yes and it just i just felt so happy on the inside when i saw andrew garfield because like yes and same thing with toby because i love me i fucked with toby too like i said we grew up off of that so it was just so yes you know to see them both um, I love that they took a little bit of, they stepped away from the campiness that is Tom Holland and his Spider-Man and gave it a little darkness. We knew someone was going to die, but I really wasn't expecting Aunt May's old chipper ass, especially since the internet loves her so much. They call her the hot Aunt May. So I really didn't see them, you know, see them getting rid of her, but yes, honey, yes. I mean, green, let me, let me just say this. As fantastic as the film was, I know for a fact, baby, William Defoe, them shoulders is good and tired. Because in, in all honesty, him and Andrew, mostly him, baby, they carried that movie. You hear you? hear you? The man was 66. He did his own stunts. All of it was just maniacal greatness and just, ah, uh, you know, just delicious spider, just evil for no fucking reason. I believe in two types of villains, and that's one, a villain that really thinks that he's doing the right thing, and then there's another one that's just crazy and psychotic for no reason, and those are normally the best to watch, because how can you appease a madman? You know, or, um, I take the back, or a third, it's just an evil motherfucker that wants something. You know, I took, I kidnapped your daughter because I want a million dollars. You know, but how can you appease a psycho? There is no way. So they kill, they rampage, and there's really no stopping them, except imprisonment or absolute death um in this case as far as we tried to get away from the campy to camp 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 y'all know in the end they ended up saving her oh, you know so here's the thing okay toby was 
the first Spider-Man. And they had to test him out and make sure he was kid-friendly and fam- you know, was it uh, kid-friendly and family-approved. He was. He was very bland. It was very campy. Even the score was very, dun, 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 you know, just very ha-cha-cha. And then you came out with Andrew, who was a, <laughs> who was on the other spectrum. He was very um, dark compared to Toby's Spider-Man. He had experienced a great deal of loss. He was very emotional, and the acting was just phenomenal. Come on, Andrew Garfield can act his ass off, and he just he just took this role and just made Spider-Man more than some campy superhero from a '90s cartoon. He made him a dimensional person, and that's why he was my favorite. Um, he was just much darker. And then we got Andrew, who I think they were trying to find the balance. Not Andrew, my bad. Uh, Tom, they were trying to find a balance. But for me, they made Tom Spider-Man so dinky i hate to say that word but they they really dumbed him down and kind of made him all on iron man's nuts and wanting to be an avengers flunky and it took away from the solidarity that is spider-man and i i just felt like tom's character or tom spider-man did not put respect on the actual spider-man name because yeah he might look the youngest and and you know he might know how to disguise that british ass voice to sound like an american teenager but Spider-Man is a whole brand on his own. He put some respect on his name. He is a boy genius. Strong as fuck. You know, Spider-Man, his Spider-Man stay getting knocked around. He didn't, I don't think he beat up anybody. You know, just, mm, not in the, not in the fights, you know. Just, <laughs> but, um, I just, I'm sorry. I just, Tom Holland didn't do it for me. But a lot of people felt like he was a good balance. Those are my only disputes with him. Yes, he did look younger. Okay. Yes, even though he's not even American, he had, you know, the little, I am Mr. Stark, what you talking? And had that voice going that sounds like someone who hasn't hit puberty yet. But, um, yeah. So I just didn't like how he was dumbed down and kind of, you know, but a lot of people like that. So his, his brands of film, okay. So Toby was campy. Andrew was a little bit dark, more dimensional, emotional. This particular Spider-Man was just more of a, just a regular, modern, idiot teenager. Like, even though he was a boy genius, he's still just a, a teen. You know, I think, and I think that's why people liked him. Um, there, there weren't many emotions to be displayed with his franchise until this movie here, okay? And I'm not gonna lie. I think killing Aunt May was the best thing they did for this franchise. We got to see campy, nut-hugger, Tom Holland Spider-Man be a menace. You know, we got to see him crying. I like I had a mama I like I had a mama moment with him. Like I really just wanted to reach through the screen, you know, and hug him when um what's his name? Abrams or whatever that nickname is. Um was like, you know, my, his aunt was just killed and here he is on the Megatron being displayed as a menace and a villain and probably the lowest point of his life. I have never seen his Spider-Man other than the moment when he died in Mr. Stark's arm and even that was him being a nut hugger of Iron Man, but I've never seen his Spider-Man get a chance to be anything but campy idiot teenager and it was so nice to see him display real human emotions like grief and confusion because how you know i don't even get to grieve people are looking for me and they think i caused this thing that i had nothing to do with but on the other hand it really is all my fault um had i used better judgment had I, you know but he's still a teenager you know so it was man at first, I was thinking Oscar, but then I was like, no way. But, you know, 
hey, lesser films have won, you know, best, you know, best film, best supporting actor, you know, lesser films have won. So, you know, just because it's Marvel, just because it's superhero, if the work is there on the page, if the work is there on the screen, hey, give it the props it's due, you know? Um... I bounced around so much, but I'm a bouncer, okay? I'm a bouncer. And, um, yes. So, long, we gotta sum it up, because it's a long ass movie. Um, kind of dope. In the first few scenes, you get, um, Daredevil, which I don't even, I just started watching his show, but I knew who he was. I know he's the blind lawyer from Hell's Kitchen, and he's in there catching bricks. So, they eased him in. Like, this whole, I, let's be real. We weren't here for Tom, we were here for the cameos. And that was a nice little nugget that people weren't even expecting. We weren't even, I, even if somebody had leaked it, nobody cared because we were so busy worrying about the Spideys, but you got Daredevil. You got Doc Ock. He was looking the same. He's looking good. You know, he comes back doing his thing. Of course, you get the original Green Goblin. You get the sand guy. And lo and behold, you get the lizard. We didn't even know the lizard was going to be in there. Now, me personally, I feel like the lizard was dead weight. But hey, it's nice to see him. Um, and then we get Electro back with a makeover. Now, I thought I was going to prefer that because I love me some Jamie Foxx. I am a huge Jamie Foxx supporter. Um... And again, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was probably my favorite until this Spider-Man film. And he looks good. First of all, Jamie Foxx can get it. He is fine. He is talented. And he looks good, okay? But um, it wasn't Max. Like, I was sitting next to these two young ladies. And when he came on the screen, they said, who was who he? Like, they didn't even know that was Max. Because he did not look like himself at all. And there really was no true explanation for why he did not other than, oh, he's from another, he's from another dimension. What? Nobody else got a makeover. You know, I, I think Jamie Foxx just was like, look, I'll do it. But y'all gonna have to have me looking fine in there because y'all ain't, I don't know what the fuck was the real deal. But upon further, that was my only complaint. I was like, he's not Max. He's Jamie Foxx. And that's all I could see was, you know, he was he was telling jokes like Jamie Foxx. They were funny. But um, he looked good. He looked like Jamie Foxx. He was just himself. He wasn't Max. So I didn't quite understand that. But I think a lot of the fans were pleased because, you know, first of all, his super blue powder look, a lot of people didn't like that. And then, of course, he had the weird comb over and gap geek look. I don't even, I don't even know why that was the approach they took to begin with but hey you gotta stick with it you can't just doc ock didn't come over here with no red mohawk and you know blue eyes not wearing glasses and a goatee he looked like himself so hey keep max true to character period but they didn't and it's all right he was a good comic relief but i just it didn't feel like even when him and garfield which i knew was coming had their little heart to heart come to jesus it didn't seem like he was talking to max even when he lost his power, he was like, oh, great, back to being a nobody. Boom! That should have been when they met. When he lost his power, when they gave him the antidote, he should have went right back to looking like the original Max. Still no. So I guess Jamie Foxx was like, fuck it. I'm not going to look like that geek again. No. So, whatever. Um, this, I will say this. I have not been a fan of Zendaya's MJ at all. Sorry, I haven't. I like her personality um, as a woke feminist of, you know, today, but I just wasn't buying their chemistry. I still don't know how they date in real life because I just don't see, I just don't see it. 
and it's not even a race thing. I just don't see it. So on screen, if I can't even see it in real life, I damn sure can't see it on screen. To this day, the most believable couple of the franchises, I it, it is what it is, was Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Point blank, period. Period. Them others, it was cutesy, but I theirs was... Yeah, there's just a relationship. It showed the ups, the downs, the I want to be with you, but I have reasons why I can't. The back and forth, the emotional roller coaster. It was Emma and Andrew. And I'm sorry, Zendaya and Tom Holland never did that for me. But in this movie, she was a ride or die bitch. Like, I mean, she was really down for the cause. So it was kind of hurtful at the end when he had to be like, done with her because she really rode for him in this movie like I don't know if she if you know time has went on and she's more serious about the relationship but she was really a very supportive girlfriend like maybe overly supportive because there were times when her ass should have pressed that button and she didn't but um she was really I could feel it more this movie than the other two well the first one it, it was like you know I don't know some other girl and her so but I mean the relationship was a little more stronger I guess I don't know I don't know shit but um you know they were they they were getting all kind of threats left and right getting all kind of you know prejudice against them because they were friends with Spider-Man and because you know he's been exposed so he has the grand idea to go to Doctor Strange ask Doctor Strange to fix it I don't even say it was Doctor Strange or Spider-Man they both fucked it up and here we are with multiple dimension monsters and heroes coming to our world. Now, even after, I like Dr. Strange because even after he fucks something up, he finds a way to fix it. He gave him a nice little wristband and a basement cellar and a box. And all he had to do was find the variants, tap the bracelet, put them in the basement, and then press the box and the movie could have been over with. But all of a sudden he had some change of heart and some, you know, that's why I can't fuck with his Spider-Man. He's too campy. Well, we gotta, we can reach and fix them. N no, no. Send them where they came from. Their fate, their choice, their stem, that ain't got nothing to do with you. But no, he want to be campy. And I hate to agree with Green Goblin, but Aunt May was filling his head with all that bullshit too. When all he had to do was follow the easy laid out plan from Dr. Strange and send them hoes where they came from. But then we wouldn't have a movie. Then we wouldn't have a movie, so I mean. But still, him being the campy hoe he is, I was just like, this got to be the dumbest. But I mean, it was still entertaining because, like, he's a kid and kids do dumb things. Even, you know, to me, it was dumb. Because fuck these villains. But he felt like he was a rock. They do, and they know, you know. Okay, so cool. Him and I made they for a minute there. I knew it. I knew. But that's just because I'm a writer. I just knew. The moment he came in that coffee shop and his ass was in there, I'm like, don't trust nothing he's talking about. I was thinking it. I ain't say it. Because maybe, you know, because I know he's got his problems. But I was like, he's going to be the one. He's going to be the one to F this up. And lo and behold, it was the Green Goblin. The Green Goblin was not here to play games with anyone. Do you hear me? He was here to take names, kick ass, and <laughs> and fuck shit up. And that is exactly what he did. He said, he ain't going back, baby. And, <laughs> and if you ain't joining them, it's a wrap. 
Because I ain't going to lie. That whole apartment scene, we'll call that. I want to say that was the end of Act 1. It's a long movie. So, I guess the beginning of Act 2. Maybe the middle of Act 2 was the apartment fight scene. I mean, Tom Holland was getting his ass handed to him by a 66-year-old man. And, um... I ain't gonna lie, it was quite entertaining. Like, it was entertaining. And that's when I knew when that fight was going on and he was getting triple teamed and getting his ass kicked. I was like, it's official. I don't know what's taking them motherfuckers so long to show up, but the other two, he needs the other two Spider-Man. He cannot handle these villains alone. They must be showing up any minute now. But when we needed them most, which was in the during the little apartment fight, they were nowhere to be found. So then when uh, May got, uh, what are my kids saying? Clapped? Yes. When uh, May got clapped, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Maybe they're not coming. You know, because they would have, if ever there was a time they were needed, wouldn't it be when he was getting jumped? But they didn't come. So I was like, damn, you know. But then Ned is doing his thingy thing. Oh yeah, Ned got a little wizardry in him, baby. He knows how to work the little, I don't know what the Marines called, but uh, he knows how to work them. So he's making portals and boom, in the alley. Who else but Andrew Garfield Spider-Man? And he comes in the house and he's like, hey. And they're like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, hey, I'm from a different world. Don't kill me. And then Zendaya, she has her little comedy moment. She's like, prove it. And hits him with bread. Like that's, I mean, if he wanted to kill you, you all be dead now. But I, I think it's great. It gave, and here's what I really liked. Everybody was still themselves. Um, even though Tom had these two giants on set, and Tom ain't no fool, he might be everybody's kind of favorite, but he knows people are here for the original Spider-Mans. Like, we, we came and saw this shit for them. Even though he is amongst giants, well, I guess it's mostly the writers, but you, you know, in film, directing is a collaboration with actors. Even if there's something written on the page, they still have to take it and make it their own. And each three actors did that. They stayed true to the Spider-Man that they gave us during their time frame. Toby didn't change. He was still campy. Toby, he's just older. Andrew was still, you know, comical and a little bit dark and emotional. Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man. He's just a little older. And Toby was still campy boots, you know, dingy teenager Spider-Man. Everybody stayed true to themselves. That is until I made that, then he went rogue. But, uh, <laughs> you know, for the, for the most part, everybody, that's, I really appreciated that. Because it made it authentic. You know, they didn't fix Andrew and try to make him more like Toby. Or um, make him more like Holland, Tom. Excuse me, they let him be who he is. So I just thought that was great. And Toby, they didn't give him overly funny stuff to try to make him more like Andrew. They let him be campity camp camp. You know, he was the dad of the group, the big, big bro of the group. You know, so it was it was wonderful. It was such a feel-good movie. I just, hey, even if, even if you don't respect or like superhero movies, there is something in this film for everyone so i mean it was well written they took their time they were so cautious with not spilling too much and you know what shame on you to the jackasses that originally spilled the beans that the two would be in the film go to hell i mean what pleasure do you get out of that ruining something good for everybody and luckily we weren't completely convinced and people like andrew garfield and Tobey mcguire they kept and you know they were so clever with it even on wikipedia and stuff like that they did not include their names until after release so i mean just 
you know, everybody was really in on it. And that's what made it so great. I honestly think my theater wasn't hype enough. Because I only heard, like, four people, four, five people cheer when Garfield came out the damn thing. Baby, boo. I love interactive theaters. It does not bother me at all. But maybe because I have a playwright background and a theater background, I love interaction from the audience. So it doesn't bother me. But there was this white lady sitting in front of me, my kids, and the two girls I was sitting next to. And she was about to break her neck every five minutes looking back there. We couldn't even breathe too hard. Bitch, this is a superhero movie. We are here to, we've paid our money. We are here to enjoy ourselves. It is surround sound at the highest megahertz possible without damaging your eardrums. You can hear. So just calm your ass down. But anyway, uh, (laughs) but yes, it was such a feel good movie. And just, um, Green Goblin was just the psycho villain we needed. Um, Sandman was really just trying to get home to his daughter. Electro was just feeling this new power and liking it. And I don't, that's why I said the lizard was dead weight because I genuinely do not know what his angle was at all. Like, are you back trying to make motherfuckers in the lizards or, you know, either way. But, um, uh, Peter and Dr. Strange have a little tissel tassel tissel because once again, Dr. Strange is like, hey, my man. You, what you're doing you, just do what i told you to do and he's like it's not the right thing to do well mr stark did not plan i think one of the reasons i like this movie so much even for tom holland is because we ain't talking about iron man at all he ain't been on that nigga nuts since civil war i am so glad that he is dead and gone and that this was focused around the other two spider-man there was no miss even the last movie where he was dead all they did was talk about Iron Man and his little pair of glasses and whoo, you know, his staff is who was the villains. Nothing to do with Iron Man in this film. I'm so glad they let Tom Holland stand and be his own Spider-Man. Because enough, like, baby, you'll never be Tony. You actually have powers that nigga don't. Like, just be you. You're pretty dope. So, um, cute moments I would like to reflect on. Definitely when they were like, I've never had brothers. I thought that was the cutest thing. Um, it was very sweet. And I love that they, play, they um, Tom, Tom wasn't a diva. You know, he let the other two men have their moments and have their shine. And, you know, and it was a true, really nice homage to the two original Spider-Mans. And I think it was just so well executed. Um, really, the complaint with Max, that was my, I took it back. I have other complaints. Okay. First of all, they killed my girl Ame. Well, somebody had to go. If that's the person they chose, then fine. I think her death unlocked for us as as an audience more levels of emotion that we need to see from Peter. You know, we needed that. So it was sad and it sucked. But, um, you know. Then she hit us with that uh, Uncle Ben line with great power comes great responsibility. And, you know, we was all like, <laughs> in our seats. But, um, <laughs> you know, so uh, my only, uh, other than Max not really looking like himself, what was, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. At the end, I honestly felt like and would have been perfectly fine with Tom Holland mopping the flow with Green Goblin. Okay. Fuck him up. Like I, I after the apartment scene, every time he would come on screen, I just found myself saying under my breath, man, fuck him up. Like, 
do do away with the green goblin come on but you know he's campy and so is his brand so what do they do they make a serum for everyone they fix everyone and they send everyone home i was thinking maybe at the end instead of toby stopping him harry was gonna show up now that would have been oh yes you know his actual son harry the actor like died you know he stopped you know um but that didn't happen okay so toby wants to be big bro and he shows up and he saves it and he stops him from killing okay i respect that but then when green goblin kills him or stabs him he did not kill him i'm sorry we, we can't have it all. If you're going to go there emotionally, fucking go there. You didn't let us get the kill that we wanted. Everybody wanted Tom Holland to kill Green Goblin. Let's just keep it a buck. We all wanted him to avenge Aunt May, okay? If you weren't going to give us that, when Toby came down here trying to be Captain save y'all should have let him die from his wounds. Why? Because... It's kind of like laying to rest the great. You know, we already brought you back. We gave you a moment to shine. We paid we paid homage to you with this movie. He's gone. Boom. But I'm pretty sure they did not kill him because they trying to put my boy to some more work. Depending on if the movie did well or not. But talk about Oscar winning. That would have been some real Oscar shit for your ass. Not only did we lose our man, we lost Tobey Maguire. Man, come on. But... It's campy world. And in campy world, we save everybody. We revive everybody. We fix everyone. And they go home. So they didn't kill my boy Toby. Even though I do feel like that would have been a better ending than... Oh, I've been stabbed before. Yo, yuck. I'm fine. And... <laughs> I've been stabbed before. But I do... I like their little ending scene where they all hugged and... I felt like it was sincere. I felt like he was really just looking at them in, in his own way. I'm talking about Tom Holland, not even Spider-Man. Just telling them thank you and just giving them praise for paving the way. Because these... I don't know about y'all, but I didn't know who the fuck Tom Holland was before Spider-Man. And he... And I think that scene was genuine because these two men literally paved the way for a changed life. If no one ever played Spider-Man, he could not have been Spider-Man. So I felt like that scene was really genuine. Like him saying, yo, thank you for changing my life. Because in hindsight, they did. And they were so humble and gracious about it. Like Toby had the best attitude. Andrew too. And they even poked fun. Like there were so many moments where they would poke fun at stuff. Like who's number one like andrew knows he is the most hated spider-man so he was like i thought you were spider-man number two andrew's like no i'm number three like he already knows y'all don't love him oh that oh before i go any further that has changed immensely let me tell you for the past mm, ever since black panther came out i have been getting argued down i kid you not by folks on this blue app we call facebook about my love for the amazing spider-man and the amazing spider-man 2 and Andrew Garfield being my favorite. I have had people drag me, actually call me stupid, you know, question my intelligence, you know, and of course the comic book nerds, child, oof. People real life get offended and defensive and nasty behind you liking a film that they think is not good. And now all of a sudden, since he had this moment, which again, he didn't act any different in this film than he did in the franchise he had. He was the same Spider-Man. But for all of a sudden, people are just so... Okay, I left out something. There's a scene where... And I knew this is what was going to happen. 
what can I say? Your girl is a writer. So anyway, Zendaya begins to fall. After Loverboy doesn't get her, I already knew this is Andrew's catch. This is his redemption moment. And I was right. So Andrew catches her and he's like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine. Are you okay? And he's like, all teary-eyed. So, you know, I think that's what really won people over. Because it wasn't but a few months ago, y'all was making memes of him on the bus looking sad, you know, and the, t- the two other Spider-Men on the other side of the bus looking happy, you know, with pictures of their girlfriends and then his is all sad with Gwen's neck broken shit. But, uh, yeah, all of a sudden now it's, give us the amazing Spider-Man 3. We love Andrew Garfield. Nigga, where has all this love came from? I want to know, because when y'all was dragging me for filth, calling my man Twilight Spider-Man and the worst Spider-Man ever and all types of shit, where was this love then? And that's all right. I'm just glad he getting it because the boy is talented and he deserves a third film. And since we didn't change things in the atmospheres or whatever they call them shits, hey, bring back my girl Gwen and give us fucking Spider-Gwen. Okay. Those were my only complaints. Um... The ending, I just feel like either Toby should have died or the Green Goblin should have died. Do not be scared of fucking death. Even in Hero, the best, you know, you want to know why I love The Amazing Spider-Man 2 so much? It's because the hero did not save the girl. Now, all the comic book nerds may have known Gwen was going to die. I did not know that. And I have never, and to this day, I still have not seen a superhero movie where the hero just lost and not even, you know, just just did not save the day at all. He always gets the girl. The damsel in distress is always saved. And this particular movie, he she wasn't. So for me, I'm like, look, I, I'm with the I'm with the bandwagoners. I'm fine with it. Go on, give them that third film. They both still look good. Did you see Cruella? Man, Emma still look young. She still look good. She can play Spider-Gwen. Andrew still look good in his suit. Bring him on back. Give us what we deserve. And, um... Oh, yes. Only other complaint in the post-credits. Instead of showing us bullshit-ass Venom and Eddie Brock's stupid ass, where is our clip of Miles? So is Miles still on the back burner? He's still only good enough to be a cartoon. The black people are getting anxious. You're bullshitting with our nigga. Come on with Miles, okay? What my son was like, well, he's actually somewhere young right now, and he doesn't come until Spider-Man's much older. Tobey Maguire is much older. <laughs> like, whatever dimension y'all got to get Miles popping in, let's get it popping. And um, ugh. I see that the fans are wanting Venom and Eddie Brock, stupid ass, to be a part of the Amazing Spider-Man Three. Fine, because I think their personalities, personalities would do good on screen together. I think there would be lots of laughs between Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, and Venom. They're both comic relief. So, um, I'm here for it, but I don't really care for Venom. I'm not a big Venom. I didn't like, Venom 1 was alright. Let There Be Carnage was trash. So, I mean, I'm here for it. I was kind of hoping they would bring a May back, but no. But, in the end, um, Peter's bright idea was to make everyone forget he was you know, the original idea. They just did the original idea. Make everyone forget it that I'm Spider-Man. No ifs, ands, or buts, just everybody. 
And so he's walking around trying to see Ned and trying to see um, Zendaya. And they have no idea who he is. Happy is at the grave. And he's at the grave and he doesn't know who he is. And he's starting over. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I could be completely wrong. But I'm pretty sure that that apartment that he moved in is the original apartment from Spider-Man. Uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. That bullshit-ass apartment he lived in. And I think the box was like was like homage to Andrew Garfield. There's a scene with him and his Aunt May who was played by the illustrious Sally Fields. I'm sorry, I love the new Aunt May. Yeah, she's cute and sexy or whatever, but once, I mean, how can you not love The Amazing Spider-Man? You got Oscar winner Sally Fields playing his aunt, like come on. But there's a scene where she and him are talking about Uncle Ben and she's putting his stuff inside of a box and I think that box that he had was supposed to be in a monster. That box I could be reaching but I I know for a fact, I believe for a fact that apartment was the original apartment for that uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man had. So we didn't get much in the post credits other than the trailer for, you know, the next wizard movie. What's that wizard name? Doctor Strange. And um... A little bullshit clip of Eddie Brock's stupid ass leaving a piece of the symbiote in Mexico. I'm, they could have just... Meh. The movie was good enough where I... Similar to, the, similar to the Eternals, I feel like the movie was good enough where the post-credits really had no point and purpose. And we just kind of watched them because they're that's part of the Marvel experience. I could have lived without the post-credits. But the movie was so good, it, it didn't even matter, so... Two thumbs, way, way, way up. I can't wait until it comes out on DVD. Yes, I'm going to buy that shit. Huh. And um, I'm not a huge Tom Fallen. Tom Fallen. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Tom Holland. Spider-Man fan. But I got to say, the boy did his thing. He did his thing. It was nice to see some range from him for once. And that's not his fault. He only, he only works with the scripts that he's given. And it's nice to see some range and some growth from him. And um, we shall see. You know, I think in real life, him and Zendaya's relationship is going very well. And he's going to take a break and, you know, maybe make some spider babies and, you know, settle down with his Amazon queen. I don't blame him. Which gives good. That gives time for the two old men that's been kind of out the, out the game a little bit to give us these films that the fans are really wanting. But please do not forget, we also really want Miles Morales in live action. Make it happen, bitches. But yeah, that's all I got. Um, once again, sorry for coming so late with the great. But um, if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, you're definitely missing a treat. I'm sure all the spoilers in the world are out by now. But um, still check it out. You know, I, I didn't cover absolutely everything in this. There was only so much I could think of. And I want to try to keep my podcast a little bit shorter. But um, it was quality film. It was good. It had all the emotions. It's got the, for the ladies, it's got the little love story. Um, for the fellas, it's got action. You know, for the thinkers, it's got, what's it, we got dimensions and portals and science and you know, three different Peter Parkers, you know, for the nostalgia heads. Hey, we get 2000 and mid 2000, I mean, in 2010s, Spider-Man. Like, it doesn't get any better. Like, it's quality film. I, I would like to see how they follow up. Marvel, honestly, has had a good year. You know, they didn't come to play with your horse. They had a good year. Like, 
whoever's in those writing rooms or whoever's in those boardrooms, they are on their shit. Because it used to be we were just kind of sitting around twiddling our thumbs waiting for the next big movie from them. And, you know, oh, Avengers, you know, Infinity War. Oh, Endgame will be out next year. Damn. Uh, Black Panther, we waiting on that. You know, so it would just be us twiddling our thumbs. But in between, they gave us quality television shows. WandaVision was up for, like, Emmys and shit. I mean, you know, Loki. What If was probably my favorite. And, um, yeah, they did not slack. I wasn't crazy about Hawkeye at all. But, like, What If, Loki... Um, the winter star like all those were quality television shows so I mean I'm here for it and then the movies they put out to me okay let there be carnage which is technically Sony um, I think it was more of a filler film um, a lot of people did not like Eternals but I did so I feel like Eternals was good. Shang-Chi was fantastic. And then they had No Way Home, which I guess is technically Sony as well. Um, at the end of the year, like Marvel did not come to play with people because, you know, what I like about Marvel, they remind me of a bad bitch. It's like, they know people are talking about them. They know what people, they heard Martin Scorsese and his little bullshit ass comments. They know people think that they're a joke and that they only make roller coaster films. And what they said, bitch, turn it up a notch. They mad, they sick of seeing us, let's give them three more. Let's give them some more. I love that attitude. And here's the thing, they not just putting out bullshit, they are putting out quality stuff. Wakanda forever, then they come out next year like, ah! Oh. You know, so, <laughs> you know, I don't know about Hawkeye, <laughs> but everything else has been really, and even that was all right. So I mean, it's like Marvel said, oh, we hear, what you, we hear you talking, let's turn it up a notch. Like Stanley is probably looking down from heaven, just like, you motherfuckers. He's proud because they really did the fool with Spider-Man. And I hate that he couldn't see it, you know. I hate he couldn't see. Um, but, um, yeah, man, just Marvel is doing a damn thing. And I ain't mad at it. Thank you for watching. Watching. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we on the damn mic. I'm talking about thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to my black ass all these years. I, I, I make no promises. Y'all know I, I do my hiatus thing and be gone for like four or five months and then come back like, hey, check it out. Hey, I make no promises. I would love to tell y'all I'm going to be more consistent and I would definitely try. Um, there's so much quality art coming out. Black art, you know, and different. There's such quality art coming out that it must be discussed. I'm thinking about starting a writing blog to accompany this podcast and it won't be discussing shows on the po- you know shows and movies we do that on the podcast the writing blog will more so be discussing topics that deal with writing for film and stuff like that like i got some ideas in my head so i will keep y'all posted on that but thank you so much for all your support and all your love and god bless <laughs>